What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Grind Podcast, where I talk about hunting, entrepreneurship, and fitness and the daily grind and what it takes to earn success. Today, we're going to talk about a super, super special episode that's near and dear to me. We have Peyton and Aaron here. and uh, But before we get started, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. I feel like I got kicked in the throat, that's for sure. Uh, I'm running a little behind this morning. Number one, I'm out of megawatt, so that was kind of a little damper in my morning. <laughs> And I ordered it over the weekend, which was a holiday weekend. And I know typically with our free shipping code, it takes, I don't know, seven days to get here. So I'm going to be dragging butt a little bit. Um, Allergies? Yeah. And then I, I, I feel like I got kicked in the throat because we have some trees in the backyard that every time this year make me sneeze. And I don't typically have allergies, but I like have a lump in my throat. I feel like someone kicked me in the throat. Like I having a hard time swallowing. So last night, my brother... He's a cardiologist. Uh, not that he knows anything about family medicine, but I'm sure they study it a little bit. But anyway, he told me to took two ben- take a Benadryl and a Claritin. Well, I, all I had was a Benadryl, so I took two Benadryl, and I think that's why I'm dragging. Benadryl, though. You get good dreams on Benadryl. Oh, you sleep so good <laughs> with Benadryl. Once in a while, I'll bring one from the mountain, a Benadryl. I like my ta- Tylenol PM. Gosh, I don't see. I wake up feeling weird with Tylenol PM. Really? Uh-huh. I don't. That stuff's nice. I like that. Peyton don't need anything. I usually don't take anything. No. Like Peyton, Peyton's head hits the... Before yeah. Peyton's head hits the pillow, he's... In fact, if he doesn't lay down slowly, he'll probably break his neck. <laughs> he's asleep before his head hits the pillow. He's an interesting one. Yeah, one time one time on the bear hunt, uh, Peyton was face down in the dirt. He was face down, booty up, and he was out. Couldn't, I didn't want to get sunburned. In the dirt. Like... The in the bright. rocks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a rock in the middle of his forehead when he fell asleep. <laughs> and all his rain gear. On the river. I had every layer on. It was a little chilly, though, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we got pictures for that. In fact, why don't you include that in the, 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 the Instagram reel? You can put your face down in the dirt sleeping. But anyway, um, I wanted I want to talk about the hunt code, the unspoken rules of hunting. And uh, especially, I think the hunt code uh, specifically... Uh, well, more so pertains to a hunting buddy or someone you're hunting with. And <clears throat> recent years, hunting's become popular. Uh, that's due to the Joe Rogans of the world, the Cameron Haynes's, uh, groups like Hush, ourselves, um, and, and 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 so you know, we we're we're to blame in in large part of the popularity in hunting. So, um, you know, if if you're if you're complaining about more people in the hills, it's uh, you know, I'm to blame. A little bit. Uh, Cameron Haynes is. Uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, the people that made it popular. People that never hunted before. Um, those people are taking a lot of, or well, are competing against our tag allocations. Okay? So, um, with hunting and tags getting harder and harder to acquire, um, I'm going to go off on this a little bit and speak my mind. And uh, I've been thinking about this for a while now, and, and I was like, well, how do I deliver this message without ruffling too many feathers? And I don't think there is a way to to do it without ruffling too many feathers. So I wanted to start with this. Hunting spots. Okay. How precious are hunting spots? Aaron? My precious. They're very very precious. Why? Because you work really hard to get them. And sometimes they're only good for a few years. And you're always... You have to, yeah, I think the biggest thing is the work, the work you have to put in to, to find them. Um, 
yeah, that's just that, there's there's more to it than that. But you know, I I just think you put so much work into it to find a place, and you want it. Yeah, you want it for your for your family, you know, Yourself. your kids, your buddies. Yeah, and and that's it. Whoever you want it for, that's who you want it for. And you just know, you know, sometimes it's not going to last, and it takes one guy to get in there and tell eight guys, mm-hmm. you know, all his buddies, and yep. then it's not. A, yeah good spot anymore I, so I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said because of how much work you have to put in yeah. right yeah. Peyton you got a hunting spot we're not going to talk about it <laughs> but think of how many years you've put in to learning that spot it's near and dear to you you talk oh, yeah. about it all the time oh yeah do you ever for once worry that we're going to go in and take your spot us too if if someone went in there if I'd showed them with like without me knowing then I would be mad but yeah. if I took a if I took you guys in there I wouldn't care because it's something I would share with people it's like you want them to be successful yeah but then once you share it with them and they went in there without you then it's like okay uh, that's Boom. yeah that's what we're going to talk about I know I know both of you a lot of your guys have secret spots yeah and it's not I wouldn't go in there by myself this without without you guys there right but if i did and you guys saw me there i would i would assume you guys would be upset oh you you can <laughs> yeah. imagine eric would probably kill you and, and i narrowed <laughs> it down I'm like oh if i was ever going to one eric's spots it would probably be this spot some of the spots he goes to aren't that great <laughs> hey See, not every spot's great yeah not every spot's great but if i was to go into your good spots then you'd be then you'd be upset about oh I'd, I'd kill you but. it'd be the end of our working relationship <laughs> it'd be the end of our trust oh yeah it would it would, it would it, ruin all your trust for that peyton person. is here and sitting in this seat because we trust him bottom line if if we didn't trust peyton he wouldn't be here and I, I know i know peyton's heart and i know he has pure intentions and that's why he's a part of the mf group Bottom line. But you, you talked about it. If you saw someone else in your spot. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the hunt code. The hunt code is this. If you get invited to a spot, a hunting spot, you never, ever go back. Yeah. You never, ever go back without permission or without the other person, person being there with you. So you do not go back into that hunting spot without the other person being with you. And you certainly never, ever take or tell another person about that spot that is the ultimate violation of the hunt code for sure yeah that is doing someone dirtier than (laughs) freaking dirty (laughs) i to me that's a stab in the back a stab in the heart and that also tells me you don't care about our friendship that's how important that is to me yeah yeah and i'd I'd say the the worst thing you could do is bring somebody else in yeah and and or tell somebody about it I'd rather have somebody go in on their own without telling me. I'd still be pissed. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'd still be mad. But <laughs> if, if if that person went in without telling me and then they took somebody else, yeah. that's that's L- really bad. Listen, it's the end of the relationship. It's yeah. the end of the friendship. We are no longer friends. And I have cut ties with friends over this. I don't even speak to these friends anymore. I can still love them, be nice to them, but I will never, ever trust them again. Ever. You know, in Tim book, he talks about, uh, about coolers, closers, and cleaners, if you've read that book. And he talks about cleaners and how they can forgive, but they'll never trust again. And I will, I will never trust again. I, I know because it's only a matter of time until I get stabbed again. You can love and you can forgive, but for me, I can never trust again. It's over. And the, the hunt code is that. If you take someone into a hunting spot, never, ever go back. It's public land. Yes, it is. 
But unless you found it with that individual, it is not your spot. And therefore, you cannot go back and you cannot tell anyone about it. I don't care if it's public land. That is the hunt code and that's the honor code. Well, there's not too many good places of public land anyway, especially general season stuff. Right. So if you have a honey hole that's general season or it's a tag you can get a lot and someone else starts going in there, blowing it up, you're going to be mad. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden you go in there and there's tons of other people there. Yeah. If it's limited entry, I can see how some people were like, oh, why don't you tell? But it's it's still like, oh, I might get that tag. I don't want it to be blown up when I go back there again. Right. So Hunting ground is precious. Hunting ground is precious. It's not unlimited. There's not going to be more made of it. No. It, it's, a, it's a precious commodity and it's limited. There's not going to be more dirt ever. Okay. And there's less tags now. <laughs> yeah. And there's less tags now. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the number one rule of the hunt code. Number two, and I think there's degrees of this where there's extenuating circumstances, not pertaining to going back to somebody's spot. But if let's say Aaron and I go in and explore a brand new area together and it ends up holding some mega giants, ends up being a fantastic place. I think there needs to be a spoken, um, agree, uh, agreement about it. And in my mind, this is kind of unspoken. I would assume this, but that spot is for you two and you two only. You two can go back to those spots whenever you want, solo if you want. But I wouldn't be bringing other people into that spot, especially if you found it with another buddy. Yeah. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? That's that's kind of my thought on that. Because I've got to respect my buddy. Chances are we put in a lot of work to find that spot together. And so I would be violating... Um, some trust with him if I brought another friend into there. Unless I said, hey, do you mind if I bring so-and-so in here? But yeah. I, but, but but even then I would be just a little bit, because I, I, I don't know who that other so-and-so, I don't know if I can trust others that other person. So um, I mean, why, why don't you weigh I in mean, on that? Yeah, I, th- I think you guys just have to talk about it. Yeah. And then, you know, it'd be different. I think if, you know, you and Tyler found a spot together, but you want to go take knocks in there, you know, that's... Yeah. Complete, I think that's different completely your, different than when it's your you, son. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's but if com- it was just another random buddy right, that's, off of social media. Yeah. Right, no. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, you know, just to clarify, not you don't want to bring anybody else in, I would say that's, you know, I think bringing your kid in or oh, something I, like that. Absolutely. Or in if fact, you I and Tyler. A beautiful you, thing. Yeah, if you and Tyler have a, a, a mutual friend that you guys trust, you know, that's different yeah. too. Yeah. So I think there's a, a couple ways you can, you know look at that differently but but yeah for the most part absolutely like yeah. you guys got to talk about who you're going to bring in or yeah. else don't you know yeah i no, would say I think, don't even consider it yeah don't even consider it yeah i, th- I think that's the best thing your son a uh, family yeah. member a mutual f- friend you both trust trust between and hunt you, with yeah. and maybe you've hunted with before yeah. definitely not someone you never hunted with before in my opinion yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah those, those you, ones are yeah i don't i don't know if i'd ever just trust a random person yeah and and so um you know, can you guys think of any other circumstances of this hunt code in, in terms to hunting spots that uh, you can think of? Any other scenarios? I was thinking about this. When I thought about doing this podcast, I thought about these two specific scenarios, and I nothing else really came to mind. Is there anything else that comes to mind for you guys? Any other? Not really, other than Peyton brought up. So this is this was my first thought when you started talking about this was limited entry spots. I'm more willing to help somebody. I I would still like control over the spot and you know who those guys bring in, but I'm more willing to talk with somebody and help them 
on a limited entry hunt, which, you know, the probably minimum you're going to draw that again is 12 years, you know, say I'm, I'm more willing to do that. But even then I still like to protect, you know, even those places, even yeah. though I know I'm probably not going to be back for 10 years, right? but I'm still more willing. But that's yes. the only yeah, thing. Yeah, because if you told someone and then they told someone the next year and well, the next year and well, for 10 yeah, so straight happens, years, they, people are in there. It's yeah. not going to be good. Well, they, they figure out other people that are going to draw the tag every 10 years and they talk and they talk and they talk and they talk. And all of a sudden, it's really not that special of a spot. So I can see helping in that situation, but I, I could also see still protecting it. Yeah, well, and, yeah, it goes either way. And I'm, I'm only going to help who somebody I really want to help. Yeah. So, But I, mean, I think you got to go over the rules with them. Yeah. The hunt, the oh, hunt, yeah. And you, you still got to go through it and expect them to keep okay. it yeah. special. So, so. I'm going to give you guys a, a silly scenario. Um, my dad actually, you know, more or less worked his, you know, tail off. Um, and this was 15 years ago, eh, 12 years ago. Worked his tail off, kind of finding a little spot. It was a cow elk spot. So, in your mind, my mind, kind of insignificant, right? It's a cow elk. Okay. Not that big a deal. Well, I had a buddy that was like, hey, um, you know, I really want to kill a cow, Eric. Could you help me? I've never killed an elk. I'm like, I got a spot for you. I'll, I'll take you somewhere. So he applies. He draws. I take him in there. Well, this is before I was in the hunting industry, call it. And um, I never went over the rules, the business rules behind the hunt code. And uh, whatever, he goes in there, has a great time. He's a ton of elk. He has a time of his life, kills a cow. Blah, blah, blah. Well, before I know it, he's got his family applying in there. Hmm. Before Next year, he's got his friends applying in there. Before you know it, he's got coworkers applying in there. And um, before you know it, it takes three or four points to draw a flipping cow tag. A tag that should take zero to one points to draw. Okay. That was my lesson learned. I should have went over the business rules with him. But it was before I knew it. Mm-hmm. But I see the trend here. The trend's the same every single time. Now, I'm not trying to be selfish, okay? But I am being selfish. I'm more than willing to help youth and help out young people get their first animal. And, and, um, but under the right set of circumstances. And he didn't lose my trust, okay? Because uh, we never went over those business rules behind the hunt code. Yeah. But I'm not going to trust him with a spot ever again. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm not going to take him into one of my honey holes. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I can't tell you how many DMs I get a week and sometimes a daily basis, a daily basis that says, Hey, if you ever guys need help on a hunt filming or just packing out stuff, I'd love to help you. Well, it's no shit. You, sh- <laughs> you sure love to help us, wouldn't you? I bet. Then <laughs> you could see exactly where we're at. I, I find those hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Cause I'm like, I know, I know your angle, and maybe, maybe sometimes the intentions are pure. I, I so if you have people, DM me and you're yeah. listening to this, don't be offended, because maybe your intentions are pure. But I see through the bullshit. I can see it. I, I'm sure it's both ways. Some people just really want to help, and then yeah. some people are yeah taking an angle. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come help me and sign an NDA before, but <laughs> there was a comment on YouTube just the other day. What state and unit is this in? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just chuckle at them. I'm like. Every yeah. po- every picture we post of of a successful harvest says you know you're gonna have a dozen of the same. Oh yeah. yeah. L- listen, I know that we've been a part of the problem, but we're also trying to be a part of the solution. So that's why I'm going over the hunt code so we can go over certain business rules, especially you that are new to hunting. And I see you guys who follow me. I talk to you guys who follow me. I've seen your DMs. I've talked to you. 
I know which ones are you guys are new and I see what you're doing. So it's it's important that you establish the hunt code. Now, there's some other ancillary rules that go coincide with the hunt code. And one of those would be telling people where you're at. Okay, I'm talking unit. I'm talking drainage. I'm talking state. I know you're proud. I know you have those endorphins going off where you're super stoked. And you should be. You should be proud. You should be. Um, you should feel edified going out of state and, and, and especially if you tag out. But for heaven's sakes, we don't have to tell everyone about it <laughs> or tell everyone where you're at. Yeah. And so here's a thought. I mean, for what one person says, that touches nothing because people have, have built a business off of sharing a spot. Yeah. I can think of four companies off the top of my head. So I ran into a guy on an elk unit two, three years ago now. He killed a 370 bull. So it's a, it's a draw unit. And we asked him how he found out about this spot. And he said, go hunt. And they said literally, specifically, not just this unit was good, but this draw. Like that's how yeah. specific they got. So there's, there's companies that, you know, are making money off of sharing exactly where to go. Yeah. So I, I just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, I got friends that work at those companies, by the way, and people that I truly respect. And I think there's a fine line between, um, selling a service and selling actual spots in, in my opinion. Yo, I, and that's what it is a service. That's what I'm just, but the concept's the same. Like they're telling you this unit's really good for 350 plus bulls, uh, you know, hunt this, hunt this drainage, hunt this ridge, yeah. like this, this mountain range right here and you're going to kill a big bull. It's yep. like, I mean, the concept's the same. You're sharing what state, what unit, where within the unit. Yep. I'm just saying like one, one person that, po you know, that has 500 followers that says, you know, I just killed this in Idaho, even on a unit. Like that's not even touching what, what's going I, I on agree. in the hunting industry. I agree, but it's not helping. Yeah. It's not helping. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that's, that's not even touching what's yeah. actually going on. Yeah. In the no, industry. there's a lot of that stuff going on. You're exactly right. And I've thought about this. And I think that, you know, base maps eventually, we're huge fans of base map, obviously. They're going to eventually come out with draw odds and stuff like that and, uh, and, and some things like that. And I don't think that, uh, you know, I got to be careful there because, but I think there's a difference between letting the whole world know where you're at versus giving people tools to accomplish and to be more successful on their hunt. That, that's the difference for me. There's actually giving people the knowledge and, and basically doing it for someone or giving people the tools for them to go out and figure it out themselves. I don't know. But, I mean, they have to read the sentence, you know? Yeah. My other point with this is just telling people exactly where to go and, and not protecting it. You know, new hunters don't really protect it. Us old school hunters who've been hunting large majority of our lives, we know how valuable that is. Would you agree? Yep. So that's why we hold it a little tighter to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why Peyton's cutting out backgrounds when, when he's editing. That's why we're not taking photos at certain directions or shooting, you know, interviews at, 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 at towards certain backgrounds. It's because we're trying to protect um, what we've worked so hard to learn, you know. But Aaron's right. Aaron's right. There's services that basically spell it out for you. A lot of people don't like that. A lot of us old school guys, and I'm not even that old school, but a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hardcore hunters that go out and earn it, don't like that. Yeah. Bottom line, they don't like those services. 
I mean, and some of those, you know, the services are just making it easier. It's like a lot of the information was almost there, but you had to work to find it. Yeah. Like Utah had its hunt planner tool back in the day, and you could go through that for hours trying to figure it all out of where yeah. to go. And, the, you, you know, limited entry places you already know are going to be better anyway. And it just took a lot more work for you to figure it out. But these service, it's a convenience for everyone. So there's this good and bad between it. You can get on, oh, I have a chance of drawing this tag, and it has this kind of bulls or deer. So, I mean, there's definitely benefits to us, too, but then yeah. it just makes everything more popular, too. Yeah. It's a, so it's it's a good thing, and then it's a bad thing. Yeah, so. yeah I agree. Well, moving on to the next one. Uh, the next one is exacerbating panic, okay? When you're waiting in line to get an OTC tag, which you hardly had to do anymore, and the servers are overloaded or the line's 300 yards long at Walmart, and you guys are posting stories about it and showing your numbers in line, drives me absolutely insane because you are just creating the panic. You're part of the reason why you're waiting in line to get a tag. Because everyone, there's like, I don't know why people do it. You're adding to the problem of I'm 50,000th in line. This is absolutely insane. People see that on your stories and everyone else jumps in there and creates panic. Then, then, it, then it causes this thing where everyone's getting tags just to get them and they're not even going hunting <laughs> because people want what they can't have. And so they'll grab a tag just to have one just so they can get one and with, with no intention of even going out. Yeah. It used to be you could grab it the day, but you could oh, yeah. drive all the way up to whatever state and get it the day of day before the hunt. And there was plenty of tags to go. Oh, yeah. That that wasn't that long ago. This was just a couple years ago. Yeah, this was just a couple years ago, but five six years ago. You could do that. I think one of the problems is how these states are changing it. Because I know recently Utah and Idaho have been the main problems for these queues. Because, yeah, because Utah they, changed they their elk an, thing. Yeah, and they sent an email out yeah. the day before. Hey, tags are selling out quicker than ever. You better jump online quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. These agencies, and I'll tell these agencies right to their faces. In fact, I showed up at a Utah rack meeting. I got up with the late, uh, I, can't, I can't even remember her name. Great lady, super nice. I just got up and said, hey, you guys are part of the problem. You guys are creating this panic. P- making people grab these tags with no intentions to hunt, getting grandpas and grandmas and, and uncles and aunts and people who don't even have intentions to hunt to grab these tags because they might be sold out and they might not get one. That's part of the problem. Well, and then off that, so I know Idaho changed theirs too. For some reason, you have to buy your general season tag in December now, and all the tags are sold out. And it, it makes no sense, in my opinion, because it used to be right now you'd put in for controlled, and then you get your controlled tag, and they're like, okay, I didn't get my controlled, and they all go buy a general season. But now you don't even have that option anymore because you have to wait for a second drawing, and it, it just causes that panic of everyone thinks they need to get on in December and buy all these tags, and then they, they don't really want them. It's like you're giving the second choice tags almost. So I know I'm some, some of the general season tags, they're good. But you're giving like the second choice tags out first before the first choice. And like Idaho, I used, you could just go over and buy it before the hunt. That's how it used to be. But now everything's sold out before yeah. a year before the hunt even starts. Yeah, I can, I can 100% guarantee I can jump on my stories when those tags go on sale and I'll see dozens and dozens and dozens of people with screenshots of I'm numbers in the queue. This is, this is insane. This is madness. You just it, violated the hunt code, bro. And you, it, you don't see the old school killers doing that. You don't see them doing no. that. Yeah. And you have to get on. Yeah. We, we had to do it this year. We were, when we were in Oklahoma, we had to drive into town to try to get our tags and 
luckily we got in a queue sooner and we were able to get him with it was still took like an hour and a half which is which is crazy of the time dedicated and i and i know like my dad waited like eight hours to buy a tag this year to get some i I don't know how he still got one after (laughs) after that long but it's like yeah the whole panic of that is just it's ridiculous it shouldn't take that long I, i have a solution you have to drive to the state and buy the tag in person that's that's great if you really want it you'll do it if you don't want it you're not gonna do it yeah i agree oh i i'd I'd be there (laughs) i would do that that's what i mean (laughs) if you if you really want it and you have the intentions to do it you have to go buy it in person and i i think with like utah too with the elk tags like when they started that it was like two or three years ago I, the line, the queue on that was insane. Yeah. All, all, like every single elk tag sold out. And I was like, these tags never sell out. And I think yeah. it was just, they caused that panic of people yeah. thinking they needed the well, elk and, tag. And yeah. Utah never used to sell them like that online. You had no. to go in person. Yeah. Why, I guess why, why didn't you had to they go were accessible? Person? Yeah. They'd be, they'd be available up until yeah. two weeks before the season. Take them off, take them off the internet and yeah. make, go in person and buy yeah. them. Mm-hmm. These agencies are creating the panic. We're adding to the panic. Don't be a part of the problem, you guys. Be a part of the solution. Zip your lips. <laughs> and, yeah. We don't need more panic. And I think it's almost to a point now that it's just going to be like that yeah, every single year. Right? And, and let's see like, some of these people wise up and, you know, some of these new guys. I have specific names in mind, and I'm not going to call anyone out. because they're, they're good people. But you're doing this wrong. You're going about it wrong. And we're trying to protect our hunting heritage. Yes, we still want to introduce new people to hunting. We always will. But let's not... Let's not give it away. The, the reason why hunting is so beautiful is because you have to work so hard for it. Giving people and letting people punch the easy button by telling them where to go, telling people where they're at and how to do it, in my opinion, is wrong. And it, and it violates the hunt code. Yeah. Well, I can think of two people we know that are the complete opposite and I, I know why it listens he's the type of person he likes to protect his spots i remember last year he told us a story he's of, a young kid 21 yeah, yeah of his shed spot that he took his buddy into and his, he went back and his friend was in there with his friend and why it was it was pissed because yeah. it was his secret shed spot that he took his friend to and he's like oh i won't i won't talk to that guy anymore yeah and so it's one of those things yeah you're gonna be mad if your friend shows up there with someone else yeah. too and then we know people that on the opposite side they don't care they'll tell anyone where they go and they'll go for it yeah and aaron knows who i'm talking about <laughs> but those, yeah. it's like i was like i would never yeah i would never tell someone like oh i saw these many bucks here and yeah but yeah. The, he, he doesn't care he's he's perfectly fine with it and that's him so it, yeah. everyone's a little different about how they hunt and it's, I guess that's up to them too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I, I take the hunt code a step further. I don't even discuss what state I'm in. If you ask me what state I was in, where I killed this, I probably lied. <laughs> I can't even keep my lies straight. That's why you just need to say, no, decline to answer. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to start just not responding. And even yeah. people I run into at the gym. So where'd you get that? If you say California, they usually get the point though. Yeah. Or, or just say, you know. I don't know. Costa Rica. That's a Costa Rica buck. Because <laughs> they might actually believe Alaska. They might actually believe Mexico. You just have to say Costa Rica or something. Oh, on the Muley Free group, someone said they got their buck in Cambodia. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> nice see, Cambodia Henry buck. Ferguson kills big, big bucks every single year. He's been doing it for 20 years. 
he knows the value of the hunt code. That's why he says Cambodia. <laughs> was it him or something? Yeah, it's him. <laughs> yeah, it was him. He he knows the value of the hunt code. Yeah, some people they they want to know and it whether it's of pure intentions or wanting to know your spot. Like you even have to be careful if you send photos to people now. Yeah. Because your phone geotags where you took that photo and if you don't have that setting turned off and you send a photo to someone, it'll show them the location of where you That's why animal. people always ask me what send me like Bergen, send me a photo and I always wait till I grab them off my camera to send them. I, I don't ever send a, a phone photo ever. Yeah, or like take a screenshot of it or something. Because yeah, your phone, your phone marks all that data. And I get I get iPhone footage from you all the time. And on your guys's, it it shows it like exactly where you guys are. Even this iPhone footage. And it's like, if if someone was to get the get like the raw files of your stuff, they could find out where you were too. So it, yeah. it's crazy how easily you can figure out where people are. So hopefully, I just didn't give people a trick but, yeah well or just be careful i guess no they're gonna yeah pictures. they're gonna learn yeah. though yeah so hopefully yeah. they learn from it and they don't send a iphone photo just take yeah. a screenshot of of the photo and then send it to yeah. your buddy yeah. unless you want them in there yeah these are the unspoken rules of the hunt code number one don't take anybody into a hunting spot that was showed to you by somebody else don't ever return don't go back don't speak of it number two don't take somebody that you into a hunting spot that you discovered with another friend without permission or discussing it in advance with that person. Number three, don't tell people where you're at and don't add to the panic and hysteria of getting tags. Things are becoming infinitely more difficult. I think it's safe to say that these subscription companies and service companies have, have uh, they're doing good. Okay. They're, they're not hurting financially. They're going to be okay. So if you don't tell anyone where where they're at, they'll still stay in business, okay? <laughs> and uh, I like I got I got friends at every one of those companies, and that that's a that's a big reason why I don't write for them. I don't write articles for them. You know, I Dan Picard, love that guy. He's a stud. You know, one of the, one of the guys and one of their editors at Eastman's asked me every fall at least once or twice to write an article, and I won't do it. I won't do it because I I don't want to discuss where I'm at. I'll leave it up to the imagination. And for me, I put in that work. I went and earned it. That's why it's so near and dear to me. And so I, I would admonish you guys to do the same, to not be a part of the problem, but to be a part of the solution. And those are the un, unspoken rules of the hunt code. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to add to that? We've been at 31 minutes now. Nope. I think that's good. Cool. All right. How was Murph, by the way? I hurt so bad. I wish I would have had something Slept to do it with. maybe it. another five hours yesterday. I really? just, oh yeah, I just got pain everywhere. <laughs> you, know, you know, in that post-workout stack, Formula One and Ignition can't repair yourself and you're still sore, you know, that's when you know you smoked yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was hurting really bad yesterday. And then like last night I was like, man, I'm going to wake up more sore tomorrow. And sure enough, I woke up well all night I was waking up. I'm like, gosh, dang it. This shooting pain here and oh, just man. hurt. Yeah. My, my abs. Oh my gosh. My abs kill. Smoked you. Yeah. Are, are you guys signing up for the 30 for 30? Uh, I need to. Today. I signed up last night. So. I need to do that. <laughs> what, tell us about that program. So I I can remember everything. I know one that's either run three miles. You do it every day for 30 days. So all the do- it's through first form. All the donations go to helping kids in Haiti. Um, so it's all the 100% of the proceeds. And so for 30 days, you do 30 workouts. Um, 
there's five different ones you can do once a day. I know there's like run three miles or walk 45 minutes. Um, like do maybe 300 burpees, I think as fast as you yeah, can. Yeah, as fast as you can. Uh, do like a hundred pushups or 200 pushups, hundred sit-ups. I, I would have to pull up the email. This it was a hundred burpees as fast as you was can. hundred. Yeah. Let me, I have the email. I remember they first, the first, they were telling us, uh, the first year they did this, they wanted to raise like, I don't know, five grand. And I remember they just, they smashed it. They smashed it like a hundred grand yeah, or something. So what you're supposed to do is you go in, you donate $30 to do it. And then if you mess, if you miss a day, it's a $5 penalty. Oh, I see. So, so here's the five workouts you can do. Pick one a day. Um, 30 minutes on a Stairmaster, 100 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, 300 squats, run three miles or walk 45 minutes, 100 burpees as fast as possible, or 60 minutes on a bike. So just doing one of those um, each day for 30 days, and it's just like a cause to give back. And so it, no, I think that's I think that's great. So I'll I, get I'll get signed up today. Yeah, you know, that I signed up last night because I was like, well, it kind of motivates you to want to yeah do it more too. So. And then, as always, uh, join the private Facebook group. we got some cool stuff going on there. Aaron ha- Aaron put together a fantastic po- post yesterday about his kill kit. That was really interesting and had a lot of engagement there. Um, I think we're about 550 there in that private Facebook group now. Yeah, about that. Yeah. It's a small, tight-knit community of, of great dudes um, who are just trying to get better. And you got to answer three questions. You have to give us your email. If we found out that you gave us a fake email or a spam email, we'll delete you from the group. Um, you got to tell us what kind of hunter you are and then who introduced you to the group and then agree to the rules. If at that point you answer all those questions, you'll be admitted and then you can grow with us. Uh, so we'd love to see in that private Facebook group. It's just Muley Freak. Uh, we may change the name eventually down the road to Muley Freak Insiders or something like that. But for now it's Muley Freak. And then, uh, also if you're looking to be better, if you're looking to work out and you just don't know where to start or you're tired of the stuff you're using, you just feel like you've plateaued a little bit. We're really pushing first form because we believe in it. I've been on it since last July. I introduced it to Aaron in probably September. We buy and bought a lot of our stuff there. We're trying to get them more integrated into the hunting community. Um, they don't pay us a sponsorship to do this. It's just something we believe in. And I think two things if you're looking to start, energy and then recovery. And then um, energy, megawatt, Peyton will include a link so you guys can be associated with us. You get free shipping. Megawatt is an electrolyte-based pre-workout with natural caffeine. has 150 milligrams. It doesn't give you the itching and the burning. It is just makes you go and go hard. It has mental focus. And then you want to mix that post-workout stack with water, not milk, not anything else because you, you just worked out hard. You're extracting the fat from your body. You want to, you don't want to add fat back in. So one scoop of ignition, two scoops, formula one gives you 40 grams of protein post-workout. It's absolutely delicious. No bloating, no gut rot. Um, it's in my opinion, one of the best products in the world, no crash. And it's amazing. And it's, it's made by an even greater company. So we'll include a link to the post-workout stack. And, uh, and lastly, base map. Transfer all your waypoints, get 20% off, basemap.com forward slash Amelia Freak. Would love to see what you guys' thoughts there. We believe it's a superior product uh, made by some great folks. And uh, lastly, don't violate the hunt code. (laughs) Subscribe to this podcast, leave us a comment, uh, share us on social media if you believe in the hunt code. Share this message. If you want to protect your spots, if you agree with this, share this to your stories. That's how you're going to help us out. Catch you on the next one.